Hi, this is Randy Cross of the San Francisco 49ers, three-time Super Bowl champion, and I love my time with the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcasters. I'm your co-host, Mr. Nemo's Bruce, a.k.a. NWB. And I'm joined by Mr. Corbett Arant, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? Fantastic, buddy. Doing fantastic. There we go. We like to hear that. And we also like to have guests on the show that uh, that do a few things. And today's guest is no different. She's not only a sports reporter covering the NFL and other sports, but she's also an Emmy Award-winning producer covering a number of shows that we're going to get into. Her name is Deb Whitcass. She was born in Jersey, raised in Philly, and now she lives in L.A. Deb, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on. I I have to ask though, as someone who's from Jersey uh-huh. and you know in LA, have you reached out to Mike Trout about potentially doing a reality series based on his fantasy league that he runs? I have not, but I mean, I'm open to pitches. <laughs> so hey, I if see what you did there. Give me a buzz. <laughs> Right. I mean, because so. you, you produced Divorce Court, you produced uh, mm-hmm. Pretendy Court, uh, mm-hmm. Ambush Makeover. So I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. what could me like I'm workshopping an idea like you could do like fantasy football court and you could have like Tommy Pham in, in one dock and then Jock Peterson in the other and they can just sort out their fantasy football grievances that way. That actually is a, actually a really good idea. <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm in the middle of developing a sports type um, renovation show as well, so I'm I'm trying to focus you know career wise a little bit more on sports uh, lately. So yeah, I actually like that idea. You might have something there. <laughs> there we go. Fantasy football court. Fantasy football it. court. Mm-hmm. Air it out in the court of fantasy football. Now, what's on your mind in general, in terms of sports and everything else going on? I mean, what's on my mind in general? God, so much on my mind. <laughs> Just got back from USFL, covered them like last weekend, I think. So that's kind of still brewing. I'm keeping up on them. You know, Philadelphia Stars just won, you know, looking looking for playoffs there. Super interested in, you know, OTAs that are happening with with NFL. And uh, looking towards training camp, and look, you know, the preseason schedule just came out this morning. Looking towards XFL as well. I mean, there's a lot going on there. The head coaches were just named, as well as who they're coaching for. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, I do. I'm doing a bunch of reality work right now as well. Working on Mike Rose, uh, Dirty Jobs. Having a blast doing that. <laughs> so we've got an exciting season coming up, coming up there. And then after I'm done that, I'm actually moving to a show called Money Court um, with Kevin O'Leary. So back to you know back to the court shows, uh, and he's um, going to be an exciting season there as well on CNBC. So 
So yeah, lots on my mind. <laughs> What's on your mind, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the USFL is coming along quite nicely. I'm seeing a lot of points in that league. It seems mm-hmm. to be doing what we want it to do. Yeah. Uh, it's giving players opportunities. Uh, look, I'm a 49ers fan, so I'm just wondering what the, the Niners are going to do with OTAs and mm-hmm. with minicamp. Are we going Trey Lance? Are we going Garoppolo? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it has to be Trey Lance at this point. But yeah. at the same time, what's the rest of the team going to look like? Is it going to be a step back? Are they going to take the next step? Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. the, Yan- the Yankees are doing well. I like to look at that. I honestly think baseball's better when they're doing well. I don't care what the haters say, but I think it's <laughs> baseball when the Yankees are doing well. Yes, Kobe, you can. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> What's on your mind, Kobe? Well, okay, so Dev's been based out of a number of major hubs when it comes to football. Are you a fan of any particular team, or are you Switzerland in this case? <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, fly goes fly. I bleed green. Okay, okay. I definitely bleed green, <laughs> and that's kind of how I started this whole sports reporter thing. You know, I have friends on the team, um, friends with people in the organization, so I, you know, followed the Eagles um, a ton and I grew up you know my family's a huge huge Eagles fans as well and uh, then I kind of became Switzerland a little bit because as a sports (laughs) reporter you really can't show bias when you're reporting so it's interesting because I was actually in a press uh, the press box at the Eagles game uh, over Christmas they're playing the you know Washington football team and our rivals, <laughs> and <laughs> I actually am uh, I'm friends with no um, Garrett Gilbert, who was the uh, who was oh, the QB yeah. one, uh, because Taylor Heineke as well as Kyle, Kyle Allen had COVID, so Garrett stepped up, and I actually know Garrett's agent, and I ended up in Garrett Gilbert's suite with his family watching the game. So it was interesting being an Eagles fan and being with Garrett Gilbert's family and friends. And, you know, I, I would always read Eagles, but you can't <laughs> when you're in that situation, especially in the, and, and as well in the press box, you can't. So uh, it's, it's interesting how you just kind of have to be a professional and, and, and do your job, you know, so. Okay, well, I mean, you're not in the press box now. <laughs> This, this is a this is a friendly space. A so space. let's let's talk a little bit of Eagles here because personally I like what they've done this offseason. I think they're a significantly improved team. Yep. Well, I was actually I was at the draft uh, and when we traded for AJ Brown, every every single person in the media were like NFC East Eagles all the way they're going. <laughs> so that was the vibe in the actual press conferences for the draft this year when that happened. So that was fun to see that. But no, I think we, we've got some great people. And I mean, well, let's see if Jalen Hurts can do it. And uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really great season. Yeah, and I think uh, keeping Fletcher Cox is a big yeah. move. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a key piece, really, and like the heart of the line when it comes right down to it. I think... Jalen Rager can take too. another step. Yep, and Kelsey's back, <sighs> which God is Kelsey's it's. Back. I will cry. <laughs> right? I will literally cry when him and Brandon Graham retire. Like I will cry my eyes out. But <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. You were saying about Rager. Yeah, so I think uh, Rager will probably take a step up this season. I mean, I know generally they they play him on the outside, but I think 
I think I'd prefer to see him in a slot instead of Quez Watkins when it comes yeah. right down to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if you look at like Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, Jalen Rager, that's that's significant. It's, and it's funny, me and I were actually talking earlier today about expecting a lot from Miles Sanders as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, my honestly, I picked them to win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting. And it's also interesting that Carson Wentz is now playing for, you know, the commanders. So that's going to be interesting to see too, I think, um, you know, be going, coming from the Eagles. Without being too cruel. What, what do you think of the name change to the Washington commanders? I'm not fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ron Rivera. He can do the role wrong in my eyes. Not that he picked it, but um, no, you know, I like that whole like take command thing. Do I think that they're going to, beat the Eagles no but, <laughs> but um, no I mean I think I think the Eagles have a really strong team and I think they made some great changes I know everyone's been on Howie Roseman about how he can't you know he can't draft he can't but he he really put us in a great in a great position in the last two years I think and I think Jalen Jalen Hurts really does have to step up this year and show what he's got because if not the Eagles are in a position to take, you know, to draft first round and they'll draft a quarterback next year if needed, you know? 100%. I think there's a few quarterbacks in the league where this is a real prove-it year for them and Jalen Hurts is definitely on that list. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a... Everything is set up for him to, to get it done. He has the weapons now. The defense is pretty good as well. Dallas will have his hardest schedule because he won the division. Everything's set up for the Eagles in 2022. And NFC East, can we talk really quickly? Uh, NFC East has, we have such a, I mean, just an easy schedule. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. The easiest of everything. <laughs> and I'm like, how, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to ask, as, a, as an Eagles fan, take us through 2018, what that was like for you. 2018, is it Super Bowl? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's actually funny because that's sort of where it's a mention. It's funny you mentioned that because that's sort of where I decided that I wanted to get into reporting. Um, I just up to that point, I was just a fan, and uh, the experience I had at that Super Bowl kind of catapulted me into wanting to do it for a living, or at least kind of focusing a little bit more on that. But no, I was actually in um, Manhattan, Hermosa, and Redondo Beach, you know, where I, I live in Redondo Beach. And there's a fan club here called South Bay Eagles Alliance, and I helped kind of run it. So we just had a blast here. <laughs> we were actually featured on, on, on the Philadelphia News, our crew, because we had like two, 300 people all from all around L.A. that would come to our bar and watch the games. You know, then I actually got to go to the Super Bowl, uh, and I was on, you know, the 50-yard line, granted, in nosebleeds, but I was there. And so I can say I was one right. of, you know, 75,000 people to see the Eagles win their first Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, super, super special. So, like, I'm actually tearing up <laughs> saying that. So, yeah. So yeah, funny. because the Eagles, they went through a lot. They've, they've been through a lot and up to yeah. that point, and... They were the last team in the division to, to win a Super Bowl, so I'm sure the rival fans would be were holding it against you guys for a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I think it meant a lot to Philadelphia, too, because it was their mm-hmm. first Super Bowl, and, I mean, they had an amazing record that year, and 
it's just a, you know, Philly's just a, a, such a passionate city and the fans are, you know, everyone bleeds green and the fans, you know, mm. they either love you or hate you. <laughs> so if you're doing great, it's a savior, you're their savior. And if you're not, you get booed. It is what it is. But, uh, no, everyone's just so passionate, and I think it really just meant a lot to the city of Philadelphia that they won that, too. And I'll never forget when the when the pass came into the end zone, because we all know Brady. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's obviously the GOAT. And I remember holding my breath, and I'm trying to film the last moments of the game. <laughs> and I remember the pass, and literally, like, the ball dropped, like, the ball in the air, and, like, me holding my breath and trying to film and then I saw it drop, and then, like, because you, you just expected something, that you, like, you expected an interception, or you don't even, like, or you accepted, a, not an interception, but, like, you expected to, to, to connect, and it didn't, mm. and I turned to my best friend, and I was like, did we just win? <laughs> because you, <laughs> you expected something to go wrong, because something always goes wrong with the Eagles, I feel like. Mm. And it was, she looked at me and she goes, yeah. And then as, as like right after I said that, obviously like, you know, the green confetti shot up and everyone starts screaming. So it was just like, what? But yeah, it was really, really funny that I, I like just, exp- I saw the ball drop. I was like the ball and the ball just dropped, right? Like I just didn't make that up. <laughs> so so yeah that was uh super super great to be there it was so cold though oh it was because it was in minnesota so it was like oh yeah i mean if i walked the mall of america one more time i think i spent so much time in there because there was no (laughs) there was nowhere else to go (laughs) it was so so cold there was snow everywhere but you know and then you you just connected with so many, you know, so many of my friends who I haven't seen. I mean, I, one of my good friends from high school, all of a sudden we're walking around the stadium and he's literally sitting and he's standing in front of me. And I was like, John, are you kidding me? I haven't seen him literally since high school. And just my, some of my family members came and, you know, we were there with them too. So, and just like, just fans everywhere. Like everyone just, it was just such a great, like, just a great experience. That whole season was just phenomenal. But yeah, no, that kind of catapulted me into like, hmm, maybe I should do this for a living. <laughs> and then I was in, I lived in Atlanta that next year, and it was Atlanta with Super Bowl, um, which obviously, you know, uh, I was actually there too. And that after that, that experience, I was like, all right, like I think I need to do this, and I think I need to get into some, to start doing some sports reporting. So really, right after that is when I started pivoting into sports and sports journalism. Awesome. Yeah. And you've been to uh, you've been to a few Super Bowls, right? You've been to five. Wow. Now <laughs> they keep adding up. Yeah, Tampa was interesting because it was COVID, um, and Tampa was actually the first time I got media credentials, so that was super cool for me. It was different because you know I'm used to just I'm used to going to Super Bowl and just partying, but I actually had to work, so <laughs> so that was. That it was fun. It was really it was a good time, and and honestly, thank God it was the Bucks who were in because I think any other team, the excitement would have been there, and I mean it was Florida too, so COVID didn't really exist much in in Florida, so people were out and and about, and uh, it was it was a good time. But I, I was glad to see it was the Bucks because I think another team it wouldn't have been so electric. So there we go. Oh, that's awesome. That's. That's priceless. Yeah, it was a good time. Miami was fun too. This episode is brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's most trusted sports book with 
betting options available from every sport you can imagine. From futures and money line betting to real-time live betting during games, Sports Interaction offers its customers the most competitive odds in Canada. So head on over to our website and sign up today as Sports Interaction also has a nice deposit bonus if you click on the link. It's available in every province from coast to coast. And now back to the show. Before we get into the whole career path you've taken, because it's pretty unique, but before we get into that, uh, just to expand on what Nee had brought up there, I think what's very interesting about the Eagles and, and their Super Bowl win is that most teams are generally defined by a star player on a winning franchise. Mm-hmm. But I think in Philadelphia's case, the most iconic players were not on winning teams. Yeah. Right? Like, like so in Philadelphia, I mean, is it is it about, you know, is it Donovan McNabb? Is, is it Reggie White? Like, like who, who's who's the iconic player when you, if you talk to a Philadelphia fan? I mean, Cunningham. I mean, I think McNabb, it's funny because McNabb was, came, who, when you said that, is who came into my head first. Um, okay. Definitely McNabb. I have a McNabb jersey. Uh, love McNabb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Cunningham definitely, too. I'm trying to think who, I mean... There's so many, <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, I mean, it's it's not Carson Wentz, right? It's it's not yeah. Nick Foles. It's it's nobody off that team. I don't. Think, I mean, when I it comes think right down to it. I think Nick Foles definitely. I mean, from that team, I mean Nick Foles obviously. I mean, there's a statue of him and Peterson. Yeah, in, he's he's you know, celebrated for that win. Right, and he will all like his life will never be the same. Like when he steps foot in Philly <laughs> um, ever again. I mean, Brandon Graham, obviously, the strip sack of Brady, that goes down. Um, and Brandon's amazing. I'm, I'm friends with him, and I'm friends with his family. Um, awesome. Yeah, he's that's such a great family. And, yeah, I mean, other, I mean, Brent, Brent Selleck. I mean, J- Jason Kelsey again. <laughs> yeah. Huge Kelsey fan <laughs> here. Yeah, I mean, but as far as iconic Philly, I mean, I, I go McNabb, but... Yeah, for your for your generation, it'd be, yeah. it'd be McNabb. Maybe before you use Reggie White, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Now let's let's get into your career path because it's pretty unique. Yeah. Okay. So how, how do you go I'm probably from crazy? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you go from court TV to NFL football? I don't know, but somehow I'm doing it, and I've done it. <laughs> um, I, you know what it is? I think a lot of the skill set from reality television does does transfer over. Okay. I'm a storyteller at heart, so that's why I'm, I love to interview and, and talk with people. So I think that's, for me, how I'm, you know, pivoting or how I pivoted uh, because when it comes down to it, everything's a story. And I think... I think sports in general is the best reality show out there. So that's 100%. the way I look at it. Um, and I haven't done, I haven't just done court. I, I kind of specialize in court cause that's somehow how I landed in, I, I've done court for about 10 years now, but, uh, mm-hmm. and the phone keeps ringing for it. So I keep taking it, but I didn't, didn't necessarily want to get in necessarily want to get into court. And it's funny now, hold cause on, I, hold on, almost, hold on. I almost you, failed out won. of my law class in college. <laughs> That's what's funny. It's like, how did I end up in court TV when I got a D in my law class and my communications classes? But, no, um, you've won Emmys for court TV, right? I have. Mm-hmm. How many? Just one. Um, but I've been nominated probably five times. 
All right. I'm hoping we're hope I'm hoping for another nomination or win with Judge Steve Harvey the first season. We'll see. I don't even That's know if it so was submitted cool. to be Judge honest. Judge Steve Harvey. He's great. It's a great wow. job. Like I said, I think sports is the best reality show out there. Out there, so I think that's you know this skills kind of transfer. You know, being a people person and being you know knowing how to tell a story with a beginning, middle, and end. And I think that's important in sports as well. And I like and my first Emmy was for a show called Lucky Dog on CBS, where uh, Brandon McMillan was the was the former host. But you know he would he rescued and rehabilitated dogs in Los Angeles and they found their forever homes and uh, it was a super special show as well. So I've done a lot. I, I go you know my first job in in television was was Jerry Springer, and I just okay. kind of got lucky there. And I think talk shows train you for everything because in talk shows everything is. I mean not Jerry Springer was more story oriented. Uh, but, you know, I've also worked with Dr. Phil. I've worked with Dr. Drew. So every single show is different every day. And so when you walk into work, you don't necessarily know what you're going to be interviewing people about. You know, mm-hmm. is it their life? Is it is it, a, is it a makeover? Is it sports? Is it about dancing? Like, you just never know what you're going to walking into. And so it kept it interesting, too. So I think that training in talk shows helped me with anything. So I think that's also why I'm able to do sports too. Okay. Okay. And is, is that what's uh, facilitated the move to LA? So I've been, I've been in LA for 20 years now. Oh, I just travel a lot. So, and uh, right now I go back and forth between Philadelphia and, and, and LA uh, with a little bit of Atlanta thrown in there as well. But I, I kind of consider myself tri-coastal, I guess. So <laughs> that's a thing. I might probably made that up, but um, I, I go where the work where the work takes me. So yeah, no, I mean, I basically the move to LA. I, I, even as a child, I knew I wanted to get into entertainment, and like I told my mom to get me an agent when I was five. She didn't, thank God. Um, and she, you know, <laughs> she put me in, in, you know, the dance classes and the theater classes and the singing classes and any of the art stuff that I wanted to do uh, and said, whenever you're 18, you can do whatever you want to do. But right, my kid, my child's going to be a child. And that's what I did. And the second I could get into TV, I did. And I, you know, worked as a reporter for my local high school channel. And then I was a dancer on the grind at MTV. Oh, well, when I was in college, yeah, and then, then actually went behind the camera, and that's when I started producing. So I actually met Jerry Springer on spring break. <laughs> How many years ago? Wow. We won't talk about that, but because <laughs> so, I'm so going to age myself. But MTV used to have a spring break special eight years ago. <laughs> yes, the special that MTV did last year. <laughs> um, yeah, we. Uh, I had met him. I had done a little segment on the show and it was called spring broke. What would you do for $20? And, uh, I was part of the audience. I did a split on two guys shoulders and some, some guy limboed underneath me and Jerry gave me 20 bucks to, to do it. And I was like, Oh, what the totally hell? I was a cheerleader. <laughs> what? So totally worth it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, it was, you know, why not? And so, yeah, like he, he, I still have the $20 bill actually that, that he gave me. Oh, right on. It's in my closet, my childhood home. So, uh, but yeah, so I did that and then I had an opportunity after the show and I spoke with them and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm a TV major. I would, I would love to work for the show. Are there any opportunities? 
and he referred me to a woman named Rhonda Funk, who was one of my dear friends to this day, and she ran the internship program. And she was like, look, if you have enough guts to go up to Jerry Springer and ask him for a job, you have enough guts to work here. I have one more internship spot available if you want it is yours. So I was like, okay, great. So I like moved from New Jersey to Chicago literally like a month later. It wasn't even my aunt. The week after my aunt and I went to go look for an apartment in Chicago for a couple months just so I could, you know, figure out where, where I was going to live. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and then I graduated college and was like off the road and I haven't gone back so completely at least. So amazing. Yeah. So that's how like it all started. Like was, it was Jerry and I still talk with all like a bunch of his, you know, this show is off the air now. Um, well, it's not off the air. It's not in production anymore. So, but I still talk with the producers from the show and you know, it's been over 20 something years. Oh, there I go. Whoops. La since last year. No. <laughs> there we go. So it was a, it was a total leap of faith basically. Yeah, it totally was. And it, it seemed to, it seemed to have worked, I guess. No, so. congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's fun. My career yeah. is super super weird, but going with it and I think anything's doable. You just have to work Absolutely. really hard at it. But in the transition, the transition to sports has been an interesting one too. Like I feel like I always say in Hollywood I kind of claw had to claw my way up and with sports everyone is so nice and so if you know what you're talking about, <laughs> they want to hear what you have to say. And everyone loves sports so much. Like they love talking about it. So they'll talk about sports with anyone, as long as you, you know, mm -hmm. can hold your own. And I, I, I feel like I've been very um, welcomed. Fantastic. No, I love to hear that. Mm -hmm. And do you still hear from Jerry? What's he up to nowadays? You know what? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in a bit. Uh, I actually have a project that I'm working on an independent project that I might actually reach out to his publicist who I do still speak to uh, about him possibly doing some work, but I'm not sure. I think he's in Chicago, but like, I couldn't, I'm not quite clear about that. I would have to make a phone call <laughs> to figure out what he's doing, but I could do that. But Jerry's great. Fair he's one of my enough. favorite people to work with. Just professional and amazing and uh, just a really good guy. Just a good heart and knows all his staff works really hard and, and he he's appreciative and, sh and definitely shows it there we go now just um switching over to the hardball you you're a reporter for the philadelphia phillies i believe are, are they your team i as wish a fan or? <laughs> um yeah i mean i was i i did i did report one game uh, yes, so the Philadelphia Phillies are my team. Uh, my dad actually played for the minors for the Phillies uh, before I was born, oh. and I, I grew up watching the games at, at the vet, you know, three three rows behind home plate, uh, which was great. Like, uh, the wives sat behind us, and I used to flirt with the bat boy. So, <laughs> um, and then, you know, when we when I would go with friends in general, and they had, like, the nosebleed seats, I I'd be like, what are these? Like, I was a spoiled brat. <laughs> so, hmm? it's funny, I'm still a little spoiled. Like, it's really hard for me to watch, watch a game from anywhere, but, like, right down below. But, no, I did cover a Phillies game for a show called Crush House. Uh, Sean Salisbury, a former quarterback and ESPN analyst, was one of the hosts, as well as Rick Mahorn, uh, former 76ers bad boy. 
NBA and uh, and Frank Nicotero. He's a comedian from Street Smarts. Um, and Angelica Bridges, who was on uh, Baywatch, and I believe former Playmate as well. So I was the field mm-hmm. reporter for that show, and uh, and I got to you know go out to a Phillies game. It was the uh, season opener, and kind of report on what was going there, as well as I had some fun with the fans. And we had Pete Rose on the show, and uh, I got to do some Pete Rose trivia with fans. And then I also did wow. some prop bets too. Yeah, Pete was awesome. I got to interview him. That was what, honestly like I had to. Pete's amazing, and uh, needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he yep. really does. I mean, that man. He's still. I mean, he's still record. He still holds records. I mean, how he's eighty. He just turned eighty-one. Yeah. How can you not? Jeff, he absolutely needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, it's ridiculous. And he even said, I mean, and that was actually one of my questions to him was, you know, do you ever think you're going to make the Hall of Fame? And he basically was like, I'll make it when I die, is basically what he said. Um, uh, and that's sad. Uh, because that's he, so deserves, he deserves that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just needs to happen. I don't know. I think now, you know, I don't know if it would happen now. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It, it's a completely different time. Mm-hmm. If, if the same situation occurred now, it would be just accepted and then, you know, a little slap on the wrist and then let's move on. But it's when it happened, people were very strict when it came to what can and cannot be done. And they're still punching him for it till now. It's kind of like to make a point. And I think you're right. Yeah, they'll, they'll wait till he's passed on and then say, okay. And that's the punishment. It was just sad to hear him say that. Too. It's actually on my demo. That moment's on my demo reel, actually, because I was like, you know, who else can? <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, sad yeah. as well, unfortunately. But, you know, to hear this man who has, you know, basically almost Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and he talks about how Babe Ruth was his idol as well and uh, got choked up when he met his fam- one of his family members or something. But, uh, I mean, we sat there and we interviewed him for like an hour and a half and it was it was amazing. Just, his, awesome. just all mm-hmm. of his stories. I mean, we could have talked for, uh, he could have talked for three or four hours. But the, the funny thing is, is with that, with that interview too, I had, you know, went through my questions in the morning and I was prepping all morning and I was like, let me be early to the interview so I can just get acclimated, acclimated. And, uh, Pete was on already. So he, he came on 10, 15, 10 minutes early as well. And it was just the two of us and the, no one was recording. And so literally I just sat there for 10, 15 minutes bullshitting with Pete Rose, <laughs> just him and I. Yeah. And I just sat there going, this is not my life right now. Like, this is insane. Uh, so that was cool. And then he also did a, he was wearing a Reds cap. And then when he found out I was a Phillies fan, he changed it for me. <laughs> and I literally was like, this could literally be one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Uh, you love to hear that. You love to hear stories like that. And right. you're living the dream. Interviewing Pete Rose, five Super Bowls and counting Emmy Awards. Jeez. So in a, in a short period of time. Right? So I guess the, the question is, where can the people follow these adventures on Instagram and other social media? Where can they follow Deb Woodcast? So on IG, I'm Sport Report Deb. And Twitter, I'm also at Sport Report Deb. I'm not as much of a Twitter girl, though. I wish I could be <laughs> because NFL and all the sports stuff is, but I eh, Twitter's kind of like eh, iffy. I'm definitely on IG a lot. Um, and then Facebook, I'm on, it's Deborah J. Whitkiss. 
There we go. And then LinkedIn, too. I believe I'm Deb- Deborah J. Wickes on LinkedIn as well, if you want to hit me up there, too. I'm always down. kind of feel like LinkedIn is kind of a social media now, too. It is. It is, yeah. But, yeah, that's where you can find me and find my adventures. <laughs> so I'm not stopping anytime soon, so there'll be plenty. And I'm excited for, you know, this season. I have a lot of stuff planned. I'm going to be covering on the red carpet, covering the SB's uh, gifting suite coming up. Right on. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll see what else, trying to get some other stuff going as well. There we go. Well, honestly, it's it's been awesome talking to you, Deb. This is so fun. <laughs> we should do it again sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left